0: You're listening to Panthers on tap. I'm Curtis round joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing our love for the game and Carolina Panthers football. So join us crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care. Whatever makes you sleep better at night before we dive into the episode, a little self promotion, stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group. We have over 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on tap. We are back for another episode. It's been a few weeks now. I think last time we were with you guys was May 3rd around, so we took about a week off, and now we're back. Um, It feels like a forever, but there was just not a whole hell of a lot going on. But we finally have the schedules out for the 2023 season. And, you know, there's some good games, some shockers in there, too. We got a couple prime primetime
1: games. Bryson, how you doing tonight? Good, man. It feels good to be back. Just uh, excited to, you know, talk about the little bit of news that we had. It's definitely a boring time of the offseason, but, you know, uh, schedule release, OTAs, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll uh, figure out, you know, what to talk about between now and the start of the season. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to just talk Panthers whenever we can.
0: Yeah, let's get in let's start with the schedule. We'll get into the mini camp and then OTAs um later on, but wanted to dive into this thing since we haven't gotten a chance. And just some early observations from me before we actually get into the games and we're going to kind of break it down and give our little predictions for record wise. Um obviously it's way too early at this point, but fuck it, why not? Let's let's get into it. Um little shocked by the opening This two opening games are against the division. I've tried to look back at the last like five, six, seven years. I can't recall that ever happening, especially for a rookie QB. I'm not complaining, but I'm also not a huge fan of it. But it's going to be a big test early for this team to go on the road in Atlanta, and then they're going to be hosting the Saints on Monday Night Football. Excited about the Monday Night Football. They haven't had that since put it out on twitter a couple of weeks ago i think it was like 2017 or 2016 so it's about time they finally get some love thanks to Bryce Young and you know this new coaching regime they get a monday night football game so that'll be exciting um just some other observations and then i'll ask you if you anything um i think ga- weeks 3 to 6 is going to be really tough I want to say three of the four teams that they play, Seattle, Minnesota, Detroit, and Miami. I think three of those teams made the playoffs, if I have that right.
1: Um, Yeah. Did Miami not make it?
0: Detroit didn't, I don't think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they just missed it. And and there's three road games in there. The Vikings are obviously at home. So I think that's a really tough stretch for them. And then not a big fan of this but weeks 13 through 15 in December they play back to back to back divisional games that might those three games could ultimately decide where they end up in this division i mean that's yeah. going to be a tough stretch for them um, yeah any anything that popped out at you out of the schedule that you kind of thought was weird or that you liked um
1: we got an early bye week this year which is it seems like is rare cuz we normally are Weeks 12, 13, 14 feels like bye week, but do you like the early bye? Um, no, I kind of like the later buys. just kind of yeah. gives you time later in the season to regroup and kind of focused on where you're at. But week seven's fine. And then right after the uh, week seven bye, you got the CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young game. Uh, yeah. So they'll have time to prepare for that, which would be fun. Yeah, they kind
0: of uh, got the redemption games all in a row. They have that one, and then they have Frank Reichs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: in the Colts, and then they have DJ Moore playing Carolina. So that, I mean, they've coupled all those together. And I guess, I mean, I, w- I, I would have liked a later buy too because the season's extended now. But I guess you get a mini buy after that week 10 game with the Bears. So that'll that'll help a little bit. But yeah, they got a tough, I mean, really after after week 10, that's a tough stretch. Uh, there's a couple of games in there. I mean, even a lot of those teams are. You take probably the Titans out of it. Um, I mean, that's a that's a tough stretch there, eleven to eighteen. But
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, they say we have the six easiest schedule, but we really don't know. Like, how how good is Green Bay going to be? Jacksonville's good. Tennessee can be good. Um, Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson could be you know great. Houston. C.J. Stroud could be good. I mean, uh, I think, you know, there really isn't an easy, easy game. I feel like on the schedule, uh, Chicago, Justin Fields and DJ. I mean, it, it it's not as easy as people want to make it out to be.
0: Yeah, I thought that I was doing that roaring riot challenge where you had to predict the schedule and. When I was going through it, and I saw that on Twitter that they had a really easy schedule rank, I'm like, How oh, in the hell? I was trying to put those games together. I'm like, This is tough, man. There's like no ease. You try to break some of those games up. There's, it feels like they're hitting... they're playing a pretty good team every you know every couple games. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, let's start. We'll start at the top with Week One in Atlanta. I believe they split games. Yeah, they split last year with Atlanta probably should have swept them. Obviously we had the DJ Moore um, penalty and the catch at the end of the game and then the overtime and Eddie missed the kick a, a couple kicks in that game and that they should have won. but in Atlanta on the road week one, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I hope Bryce Young comes out swinging because I really do I, I mean I believe he's gonna be the week one starter. I think they can sneak out a win on the road week 1. I think there's there's a lot of unknown right now with Ritter. I know he, you know, that he did show some promising signs this past season, but I didn't see enough of it and I didn't really watch a lot of his games that he did play in. So there's still a lot of unknown with him and I'm kind of banking off that, but they did add a shit ton of pieces this year. I mean, I was writing them all down. Bud Dupree, Jesse Bates, Anya Mata, Jeff Akuta, Calais Campbell, Janu Smith, and then they got Robinson in the draft. So they've surrounded Desmond Ritter with a lot of weapons on offense, and then they added a ton on defense. So I think it's going to be a tough game, but I I have a lot of confidence. I think I'm riding off the weight, <laughs> the high of the draft right now with Bryce Young. But I think they can win that game in Atlanta. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think they can too. Uh, you know, I, the Falcons offense doesn't scare me at all. Uh, you know, they did get Bijan, but Ritter is is a non-threat in the passing game. Uh, I, I think the Falcons defense is going to be a pretty good defense this year, like with all the pieces that you mentioned that they added. Um, but I do think that Carolina could – I think Atlanta's going to be the – well, no, I, okay, I take it back. Atlanta's going to be the second-worst team in the division – and um, uh, second to second to last worst team, and I think that you know Carolina can definitely go there and get a win if Bryce Young settles in and um, he performs to the ability that we all think he can. Then uh, I think the Panthers' defense is going to handle Ritter pretty well, and I think Bryce Young can um, squeak us out a couple more touchdowns than Ritter would be able to. So I, I think uh, I think Week One Carolina goes to Atlanta and wins.
0: Yeah, let's go to week two. This is this will be Bryce Young's first game at Bank of America Stadium Monday night football prime time. I feel like the Saints and Panthers, and I'm sure you feel the same way as kind of the the way we see it. I guess we're biased, but of who's gonna be the top of that division at the end of the season. And I think it's gonna be either one of those teams. And this one I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to put it as a loss. I I think the saints are going to be way more prepared um, just because of Derek Carr and his, you know, he's been in this league for so many years and I don't think he's an awful quarterback. I think he's, you know, decent. And I think they will be prepared. And, you know, it's Carolina has struggled in the past in primetime games. So, um, You know those jitters playing at home with Bryce Young. I get it. He's calm. He's one of the calmest guys out there. That's everyone. You know, talks about his poise. But I just think, I think that's a game where I could see them lose. um, Heading into Week Three, just going through some of the free agents. I mean, obviously Derek Carr's the big one. They've added Shepard, Saunders. You got Jamal Williams from Detroit, Jonathan Abram. Um, and then they added Brian breecy and Isaiah Foskey, and then your boy Jake Hayner, and and then A.T. Perry from Wake Forest in the draft. So Carolina did sweep this team last year. Important to note, but I don't see that happening again. And I think, I think the week two is uh, the the one loss they're going to have against the Saints this year.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm opposite. Uh, I think that. Um, the one at home on Monday night is the game that they will win versus the Saints, but I could see it going the other way. I think they start 2 0. Um, uh, and Bryce Young has a, a great, welcoming game to Carolina. So uh, I, I do worry about Derek Carr, and, you know, because I, I do think he's a, a decent quarterback. Like you said, I don't think he's dog water or anything like that. So uh, they do have a pretty good receiving core. If Michael Thomas stays healthy, Chris Olave, uh, a stud, and of course, Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams. They got a pretty talented offense. Their defense doesn't scare me that much at all. They've lost a lot of pieces on the defensive line, specifically Marshawn um, Lattimore, a good corner, but um, they, they've lost quite a bit of pieces. So, I'm uh, I'm gonna go. Carolina wins this one. Starts two and zero, and then we'll get into the gauntlet of the schedule uh, up next.
0: Yeah, this is the brutal stretch. Um... I know Carolina won at Seattle last year. I think it's going to be a tough one to do this year. Um, I have them losing, so I have them going starting one and two. I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Seattle added J.S. in the draft. I don't know some of their other draft picks off the top of my head, but I know they added in free agency. They got Bobby Wagner back. Um, They also added, I want to say... I think it was Devin Bush from the Steelers, um, former Panther, Mario Edwards. Again, not, not as big as you. I think they just added him, actually. Um, Jerron Reed is a big – that's a pretty big signing in on, on the D-line for them. Um, Didn't they get just,
1: the, that defensive lineman from uh, um, the Broncos, Draymond Jones? Or uh, Yeah, or I'll look here. He was um, he was one of the big
0: yeah Dray- Draymond Jones. So they added Jones, and then they also added Jerron Reed from the Packers, and both of those guys. I mean, those I mean those are big bodies in the middle, um, and they already have a pretty good defense. So they've added that, and I think they've added some. I, I really like I'm JSN with um, Metcalf and Lockett. Lockett is that's that's just enough. dangerous awful pairing why I don't want to face that at all not awful in a sense for them it's just awful on a defense and then you add in i mean they the rookie war he won't be a rookie this year but walker from last, Kenneth walker from last year was really good so and i think Gino Gino's coming off that his you know his new contract they they drafted a,
1: a they drafted a, a running back high too i think a, a good running back if i'm not mistaken what do you
0: got? Up. What do you got for this game?
1: Um, I am on the same page as you. I do not think that they will win this one. Um, it's at Seattle. Uh, you, we did win there last year, but you know the circumstances were a little different. Um, I do think that Seattle was a, a playoff team again, and I, I just I don't see Carolina starting three and zero going to Seattle and winning. So got them at two and one at this point, losing to Seattle.
0: Yeah, they took two running backs in the draft: Zach Charbonnet, UCLA. Mm. And Kenny McIntosh from Georgia. Yeah, um, I know that UCLA running
1: back was, and they uh, got that
0: other core. I mean, their secondary is ridiculous already, but they got that Devin Witherspoon at five. Oh yeah. So I mean, that defense is that defense is loaded. Yeah, it is. Let's go to Let's go to the Minnesota game. This one is at home. Out of this four game stretch. Um. I feel like Carolina always plays Minnesota really close. At least in the Matt Rule, the two Matt Rule games um, they've played these past few years, they played them really close. Um, obviously different coaching staff, I get that. Um, but I feel like this is a game they can win. Um, And I have them winning this game. It's at home. I can't see them starting one and three according to my prediction. So I, I would, I would go two and two and they get the W with Minnesota. I really like what Minnesota did. I, they're the ones who got Jordan Addison, right? Yeah. Am I making that up? Yeah. Yeah, I really like him. Um, the, the Delvin cook situation is going to be interesting. It sounds like he's going to be cut. Um, the NFL Teams do not like paying running backs anymore, so good luck. After that that rookie deal, it seems like there's not – just teams don't want to dish it out anymore. I think many teams have watched what Carolina did with McCaffrey, and they've become hesitant. But I know he wants a new contract, so that's – and then they just traded away – who's the guy? uh, Zadarius Smith, they just got rid of him. He's a hell of a defensive player. Um, I know there was a contract issue from what I've seen online of, you know, they signed a new, after they got him from Green Bay, they signed him to like a three or four year deal. And then he, he like went off last year and he wanted a new contract. And then they're like, well, we're not going to just give you a new contract, or We just gave you one. And so they kind of just dealt him away, which Cleveland got him for pennies. You yeah, ask me. Carolina should have
1: been in on that deal for sure. Yeah.
0: So, but I think, I think they can, I don't know. Kirk just seems like he always plays Carolina close. I mean, the last two games they played, the one went in overtime, and then the one before that, that was the Jeremy Chin two touchdown game, I think. Yeah. In Minnesota, and they ended up Panthers lost that game, right? They lost. I think that I games.
1: think the, the, those are the only touchdowns they scored, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Was the defensive that's touchdowns, that's but, probably
0: yeah. right. So, but yeah, I got them with a win uh week four. What about you?
1: Uh, I'm going to go with a loss here uh, versus Minnesota. I just, uh, I you know, they do play Minnesota closely, but Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. Well, a good quarterback, I wouldn't say great. I mean, he does put up pretty good numbers, but uh, Minnesota's defense is always, I feel competitive. Uh, I think they're just a good team. And um, I, I would, based off of how I see the rest of the schedule going, um, I would, In in my eyes, I see this being a loss. So starting two and two uh, to start the season. um, And then, you know, going to Detroit. Yeah, and then Detroit is up next.
0: Again, Carolina won. Beat them at home this past season. Christmas Eve game. The concrete game. Everyone said the field wasn't up to standards and whatever else. But they did get the, you know, it was a pretty convincing win. This one, I think. I think Detroit is the team to beat in the NFC North this year. So I think that's going to be a really tough game. I know they lost to Staley. I don't know if they lost any other coaches off the top of my head. Obviously, Ben Johnson returns. That's a big, uh, big get for them to keep him. Uh, Obviously, he was rumored to be a pretty high up candidate for David Tepper and company. Um, But, you know, Lions... Just looking at, they did lose Akuda. Uh, they lost DJ Chark, obviously to Carolina. Uh, Jamal Williams. So, I mean, that's right there is three starters they've lost in free agency. Uh, they did gain a couple though. They got Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, didn't they get the corner from Philly? Yeah, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. That guy's a beast. I like him. Yeah, drafted Jameer
1: Gibbs. Drafted Jack Campbell.
0: They got Montgomery, so they did pick up the running back from Chicago, so they got him. Um, Just quickly looking, obviously, they lost DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. Um, So they did lose some pieces on both sides of the ball and gained a couple here and there. Their draft, they got Gibbs. You mentioned Jack Campbell. Like that pick. Sam Laporta, Hendon Hooker, that's an interesting one. I'm curious to see how that pans out. That's probably their insurance option for behind golf. But I think playing at Detroit, I, I'm going to give this one a loss. So if we're if we're counting at home, that's Carolina starts off two and three on the year. Um, again, I think this is a really tough stretch for them. Yeah. Um, I hope Bryce Young proves me wrong. What do you got in Detroit?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. I think Detroit is going to be a really good team this year, a playoff team. Uh, I think that they've lost a lot, but they've added a lot as well. Uh, you know, getting Ben Johnson back, who was my favorite candidate for the head coaching position in Carolina, uh, I think I am I can gladly say I was wrong at this point, but uh, at the time he was. And, um, you know, I, I think that they're just a, a really good, solid team, well coached, and, um, Carolina will be too, but Detroit has the experience. They've been together longer. Jared Goff has, you know, obviously been in the league for multiple years. And I just going to Detroit uh I, I think is gonna be a, a tough ask. And I think Carolina loses it, starts a season two and three, same as you.
0: All right, Miami. This one's again, so they go they go from Detroit all the way down to Florida, both away games. And this this stretch is brutal. This three just whoever wrote this up is just an asshole because yeah, <laughs> really. it's a really tough stretch so they go to Miami obviously a playoff team they dealt with injuries last year with Tua they've added some pieces they got Jalen Ramsey in the trade they got our boy Robbie Anderson chosen Anderson whatever the hell you want to call him at this point um so they got him they lost Kaseki uh they gained Brex and Berrios I'm trying to think uh I just looked yeah. you said, did you
1: say Jalen Ramsey
0: yeah, they got him in the trade. Yep. Um I don't think they had a mini draft picks if I'm not mistaken. Draft picks, they got our boy Cam Smith. Oh yeah. Um and they only had four draft picks this year. <laughs> so, um other these other guys I've never heard of. Um but So yeah, I think Dolphins again, they're I they're a really good team with Mike McDaniel's I mean, who, uh, Tua week six, you would think he's going to be around yeah, or um, healthy, you'd hope. Um, so with all that said, I think them playing earlier in the season actually hurts them because can Tua h- stay healthy the whole season? If they're playing them towards the end, you might have that. I think by week six, it's safe to say he's probably going to be playing. So I'm going to go with another loss. So they, they lose two headed into the bye. So they're two and four to start the year again. I hope I'm wrong on that,
1: but what do you got in Miami? Yeah, Miami I'm, I'm going back and forth on, uh, just because again, like you mentioned, don't know if two is going to be healthy or not. Uh, you know, they do have a, a pretty good defense. I don't think it's top 10 in the league or anything, but, uh, you know, going to Miami, uh, I think that Carolina is going to lose. Again, just being honest and not trying trying to be as unbiased as possible. So I think we both. Uh, it, I think Miami just it's just a tough environment and and, and a really good team. So uh, I think we both have them. Carolina sitting at two and four going into the bye.
0: Yeah, I mean it's tough. I mean I would I I want to say and I think it's possible they go three and three. I think it's a stretch to think they'd go four and two headed in the bye. I think three and three is possible, um, but again, that early bye week seven, and then this is where it gets fun. Cause This yeah. is where you start to see. It's. I mean, I called it the BFF Bowl. Best uh, people ask you what the hell that meant online. Best friends forever. We all know C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young practically grew up together, very close. It's. It's honestly kind of weird. You. I've never seen two prospects uh, obviously picks one and two quarterbacks this close before i'm trying to think back um and like nothing comes to mind um but again it's they're and it's a good thing i mean i have i'm not knocking it at all i think it's really cool and it'll be fun to watch both of their journeys throughout the next 10 years but they're hosting Houston it's going to be a battle
1: um
0: have they? Did they ever face off in college? Do you
1: know? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, not that I know. of. But
0: so again, I mean, at home, I think again there were two and four heading in the bye. I think we finally get a coach who figures out the bye week because it seems like every coach that the Panthers have had, they usually lose after the bye week. So I think I think they can pull off a win against Houston. I again I think there's. I mean, they're a team that was really bad last year. Like, I mean, I get it. Carolina was seven and 10, but this team was kind of bottom of the barrel, just scraping by in game. So I really like what they did in the draft. They got Stroud. They got Will Anderson. um, They got Scruggs. They got some line help for CJ Stroud in the second round. Tank Dell is another good pick. I think he's going to be a good wide out. So... I really like what they did in the draft. Um, just quickly looking through, they did lose Brandon Cooks. Uh, they got Bob Woods from Tennessee, Dalton Schultz from Dallas. So they do have some offensive weapons. I mean, Bob Woods, I don't know if that guy's played a full season these last couple of years, but um, they've added some pieces. But yeah, I, I'm going to give them a win against Houston again, I think. They're in a, for, they're in a more of a rebuild than Carolina is obviously. And I think Bryce young by week eight should have things starting to get figured out here. And I think this is where we see a couple wins strung together.
1: Yeah. And I, I agree with you here. Uh, I do think Carolina is just the better team top to bottom, better roster. Um, Houston, like you said, is definitely more in a, a rebuild. Um, and I think Bryce Young's better than CJ Stroud. Uh, so I think that Bryce Young wins the BFF Bowl, as you put it, and Carolina moves to three and four. Uh, and then I will transition into uh, into uh, starting my predictions first uh, for this half of the schedule. Uh, so they follow up the Houston game, and they play Indianapolis at home again at 4 o'clock start. Uh, you know, Indianapolis is a team that obviously drafted Anthony Richardson uh, a talented team with Jonathan Taylor going to have a hell of a rushing attack. Uh, Michael Pittman, wide receiver, um, tight ends, uh, Mo Alley Cox, and uh, Jelani Woods. It's It's. A, it's I think it's going to be a pretty good team. Uh, and and new coach uh, Shane Steichen from the Eagles, uh, offensive coordinator last season. Uh, it's going to be a probably a, a really good coach team. Uh, depend. I think obviously the Colts' success will depend on how quickly Anthony Richardson can transition into the NFL and and learn an NFL offense. But, uh, I do think it's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, Indianapolis defense. I feel like has kind of fallen off a little bit over the years. They don't have Gilmore anymore like they did last season. And, um, if I think they still have the, uh, defensive lineman, is it DeForest Buckner? I think it is his name. And then, um, Darius Leonard. I I know he changed his first name, but I cannot remember what his first name is. So uh, I think that Carolina uh, is a better team than Indianapolis. Uh, Carolina is playing Indianapolis at at home. And I think that they rattle off another win coming off of the bye right after Houston and move to that would put them at four and four for me. Yeah, I think this is going
0: to be their biggest win margin. And I say that because of Frank Reich. I honestly think they're going to destroy the Colts. Yeah. The way things were handled last year with his firing, I think, I mean, you saw Philly's coach when he went in there and won. This is for Frank. Like, I think they are going to literally whoop their ass at Bank of America Stadium. (laughs) And I think at this point, Anthony Richardson will probably be playing week nine, I would think. I mean, I know everyone's like, yeah, he should sit a season, but. From early reports coming out of minicamp and everything, it sounds like he's farther along than most people think. Uh, And, I mean, he he could maybe even start week one. We'll see what happens. But, again, it's a little premature right now. But I think by week nine, he's probably starting. But I think Carolina wins this handily just based off of that. And I do think they're the better team. Um, The Colts, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of Jim Mercy. I think he's – he handles shit he's he's a he's just a he's wild he really is he's a wild card you don't know what the hell you're getting out of the guy so um, yeah he's a
1: he's he's either gonna do cocaine or trade your player or trade your but coach. again I mean I think <laughs> I they remember. had a there was a, they they did the right
0: decision in their coaching hire I just I don't know we'll see what happens with everything but and I think Anthony Richardson is really promising for them but I think this team is way too young, and Carolina is going to whoop them. Uh, Week 9, what do you got for 10? Chicago.
1: Yeah, Week 10, Chicago, Thursday night game, uh, the DJ Moore Bowl. Uh, I do think that uh, Chicago is going to be a talented team this year. I am a a fan of Justin Fields, as many people know. I thought he should have been Carolina's pick, but uh, he was not, and it led to Bryce Young being a Panther. So I am not upset about it anymore. And uh, and it led to Frank Reich as my head coach and not Matt Rule. So, um, it is what it is, and it all worked out in the end. So, uh, again, a talented team, uh, you know, D.J. Moore Bowl, but also uh, Danta Foreman Bowl, um, P.J. Walker Bowl, <laughs> who is not going to be starting but going to be on the sideline. Uh, and, again, Justin Fields, who is a talented quarterback that can run. And, uh, you know, hopefully he makes some improvements this season in the passing game, and I think that he will because he has – all the talent in the world. Uh, Defense-wise, don't really know a whole lot about Chicago's defense. Uh, I think that last season they were one of the worst in the league. So maybe they made some improvements with that $100 million in cap space they had. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I think that this is another game that Carolina can win, and I think that they will win. Um, Three in a row coming off the bye for me, making them five and four with a winning record going into their next game.
0: You say that again. I'm sorry. You had them losing or winning? Winning. They're going to be five and four. So the Panthers winning this game. Okay. Um, Yeah, DJ Moore. I think he's going to go off. I really do. It always seems like it always seems like when Panthers players leave, they always go off against Carolina. Um, I do think the Bears are way um, a much better team this year. They've added a lot. Um, just looking at obviously you have DJ Moore, Robert Tunyon, solid tight end, Tremont Edmonds from Buffalo, who's really good, a really good linebacker. Um, they've added obviously Deontay Foreman. They got TJ Edwards from Philly. Um, they did get a guard. They got that Nate Davis from Tennessee. He's really good. Um, so they did add something there and then just looking at their draft Darnell Wright they got at pick 10 which is he's an offensive tackle isn't he Darnell Wright yeah so they've yeah. added some pieces uh they got Gervon Dexter in the second round they had a lot of picks obviously um and i like what they did with their you know they're trying to give give uh give protection to uh, Justin Fields so I think Carolina is going to lose this game Um, and I, I, I put a lot of weight onto the Thursday night football because they've sh- they've struggled on this on these primetime games on Thursday night specifically they've actually fared pretty well on Monday night and Sunday night football but Thursday night football is like a goddamn omen for them and they, you know, kind of broke through that a little bit last year when they beat Atlanta. We were at that game at home, so maybe the tide is turning. But I just feel like on the road in Chicago, that's going to be a tough. It's going to be a tough game. So I have them losing that one. You want to go to week eleven?
1: Yep, uh, week eleven versus uh, your Dallas Cowboys. No, I'm just playing, not your. <laughs> the face he just hell gave me. no. <laughs> no, uh yeah, Cowboys. Um that is gonna be a home game for Carolina, so that's gonna be cool. like get the Cowboys back in town. I think I remember uh the Cowboys opening up here in 2018 or 2019, and the halftime show was Luke Combs, and that's how long ago it was. So uh Carolina I believe won that game too. Cam Newton had a pretty good game. So uh, I think that Dallas is a very good team and I think that Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback. Uh, I think then moving on from Zeke and allowing Tony Pollard to be the number one running back is going to be a positive thing because Tony Pollard is electric and, and I think that he, um, will provide, uh, more at that position than Zeke did towards the end of his career. Uh, a, a good wide receiving core, CD uh, C. lamb. And, uh, who did they, uh, I think they drafted somebody, if I'm not mistaken. Uh if you if you don't care to pull that up, but yeah.
0: Um what do you look offense? Yeah, wide receiver they, did they they got a tight end, they got that schoonmaker. Oh yeah,
1: okay. Luke's yeah, schoonmaker. From um,
0: Michigan. Um, wide receiver, they got Jalen Brooks, that was the seventh round though.
1: Okay. Uh but yeah, I mean I think uh and then Dallas's defense is a, is one of the best It's nasty. It's yeah,
0: they got Gilmore too now. Yeah, which is Gilmore, ridiculous.
1: Parsons, uh uh Trayvon Diggs uh I think they you know they've got a really good defensive line I I think that Carolina loses this one um in my opinion I think Dallas is a playoff team again and uh think that you know that they, they'll prove to be too much uh this Sunday November 19th uh versus the Carolina Panthers so I think Carolina loses it goes to five and five
0: yeah I got a loss here as well. Uh, for a lot of the reasons you said, but I honestly could see this being a game where Carolina wins like in an upset because Dallas is just so unpredictable sometimes that they just lose the trash teams. And I'm not saying Carolina is a trash team. I think they're on their eyes, but I feel like this is a game Dallas should have win. And I think it's probably going to be a really close one. And I honestly hate Dallas coming here because I mean, I I'm, it'll be cool to see them, but I know that, all the fans are going to pack that stadium and it's going to be ridiculous. So I really, I really hope they do win because that is going to be a brutal walk outside. So, but again, I think, I think Dallas, if, you know, everything is going right for them, I do think they will beat Carolina on the road in Charlotte for that game.
1: So you got them at five and five now as well, or so
0: counting. No, 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 I got them at, oh, I'm not looking at, hold on here. I'm sorry. One, two, three, four. I have them at four and six right now. Okay. If I'm counting that right no, I'm not.
1: Yeah. Cause there's a buy in there. Yeah. Four and six. Yeah. All right. And I'm at five and five. So uh, next game at Tennessee. Uh, I don't think Tennessee is going to be a very good team this year. I do understand that Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the league and they still have Derrick Henry who's aging, uh, they got a question mark at quarterback. Who's going to be Malik Willis, uh, freaking Ryan Tannehill, or uh, Will Levis? Uh, I you know who who knows who the quarterback's going to be, and uh, I think it's really. I mean, they have no wide receivers. The worst wide receiving core in the league. It, it's it's going to be tough for them to uh, really do anything against Carolina. I believe on offense. So I uh, I got Carolina going. To it's, it's at Tennessee, correct? Is that what I said? Uh, going to Tennessee and winning, putting them at six and five for my schedule.
0: Yeah, I just thought of this. I'm going to call this one the Duke's Mayo Bowl because I think at this point, Will Levis is going to be playing, and we all know about the Mayo and his coffee. So that's my prediction. He'll be playing by week 12 of this upcoming season, but I think Carolina is the better team i think tennessee is kind of in like a transitional period right now i think they were kind of in a transitional period last year and obviously they didn't have enough patience for malik willis so they go out and get will levis in the second round um they added peter Skaronski. that was a good pickup for them adding some o-line offensive tackle Tajay Spears, they got the running back in the third round. Uh, Josh Wiley, they got a tight end in the fifth. So they added – that was their draft picks. They lost Bud Dupree. They lost Bob Woods. They lost Austin Hooper. um, They lost Andre Dillard. Um, They don't have Randy Bullock anymore. At least he's not signed. Old fat Randy. <laughs> um, I mean, he was a solid kicker for the most part. They lost that one guy on the offensive line. That was on bussing with the boys. Who the hell Taylor was... Taylor? Yeah, Juan. yeah. So that, that I mean, that was a big loss for them. I feel like. Yeah. Um. Who did they gain? I guess they got Al Sharar or Sheer. I, I? don't even know how to say that. A Z L, Shear,
1: Say you said. No, no clue.
0: 49ers uh, he's he's a dec- he was a decent linebacker for them. Um so again, I just think Carolina is the better team. I will give like you said, I'll give I'll give their head coach credit. He usually plays teams pretty tough. He usually ha- that team is a pretty tough team. Um but I think Carolina's going to win that one on the road. And that would be a fun away game to go to obviously in Nashville. That one you might want to put on your calendars folks because I think that would be check out broadway that would be a fun one to go to let's okay. go let's go to this stretch here cuz this is another stretch where i think it's i think it gets hard
1: yeah yeah you can take over going back first
0: all right so week 13 is again is on the road at Tampa Bay this is the team in the division i think they sweep this year so there you go there's my precursor for the end of the season i think they win so we get back to back wins on the road and Tampa Bay, we obviously know they have Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. I think it's probably going to be Baker, I would think, to start. I don't know what happens at the end of the season. We'll see who we might be playing Kyle Trask at the end. We might not even see Baker. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I think Carolina's better team. Tom Brady put them in cap hell. I don't know how Mike Evans and Godwin are still there. I mean, I'd be asking for trades out of there at this point. I really yeah. would. Um, but yeah, I would, I think Tom Brady, Carolina beat him once last year, right? Yes. So they got the one win. I think they would have gotten two if Tom Brady wasn't playing. Um, and obviously C.J. Henderson could, uh, cover a guy, but that's besides the point. Um, but no, I think they can get back to back wins here on the road. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to sweep Tampa Bay, too. I think Tampa Bay is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Obviously, we know Baker Mayfield very well, well in Carolina and his capabilities as a quarterback. He's not good. He's a backup at, at best. Uh, their offense does not scare me whatsoever. Uh, their defense is okay. Um, I think Carolina's is better. So got them at 7-5 and five after uh, beating Tampa at Tampa and um, then going into the next divisional game.
0: Yeah, and Carolina should have a pretty good idea on Baker. Just get your mitts out. Just have yeah. your hands up the whole time. I mean, I guess you could say that for Bryce Young. But anyway, I mean, it's there, there was obviously some tough times for us last year. I thought, obviously, it would go different. I did want Baker here over Darnold. So I don't want anyone calling me out on Twitter because I'll admit it. That's okay. I was wrong on that. But, yeah, it just didn't work out. And – he showed a little bit of promise with L.A. for a game or two. But I just – I think his starting days are kind of on the tail end of things. And it's – like you said, I think he's in that backup role or he's got to be in a really good position wherever he's at if he's ever going to start again. But give me that W week 13. Week 14. So this is I, – I guess this is bold for me. Maybe I should have flipped that first game like – or the first Saints game. But I have them beating the Saints, so three wins in a row. So a couple – a three-game winning streak right here. And mm. um, I just think they can split. Division games are always tough. They're, you always are going to play the teams tough typically. And I think Carolina down the stretch, I think they're going to be in contention for that division, and I think they're going to play them tough. I get it. It's on the road. I guess this is just one of my bold predictions of the schedule, looking at it again. But – I think they can squeak out a victory. Maybe week two is the more possibility, but I'm going to throw a dart at the board. Give me that week 14 game.
1: Yeah, and I I got them losing this one because I I did have them splitting with the Saints, and I thought Bryce Young's first home game in Carolina being a primetime game versus the Saints. I I got them winning that one, losing this one at New Orleans, um, putting them at seven and six on uh, my record up to this point.
0: All right, and then we go to the Week 15 game. Again, it's the third divisional game in a row. This time it's at home, though, against Atlanta. This one I have the loss. I think the hype at the start of the season, Bryce Young's going to win his first game. Go back to the Georgia game a couple years ago, 2021. Um, He lit it up in Atlanta. So I think that's why I gave him that week one victory. And I just think week 15, three wins in a row, four is going to be hard to come by. I think they lose Atlanta at home for week 15.
1: Yep. And I'm right there with you. Uh, I don't think that they'll sweep the Falcons. Although I, you know, I could see it as a possibility. I just, I think if if they do beat the Falcons it'll be the one at home, but uh, I, I just, I don't think that they sweep them. So uh, I got them losing to Atlanta um, just because again, like you mentioned, division games are always tough. It doesn't matter how bad, you know, each team is each year. Um, it's just different when you play division teams that see you every single season, twice, a, twice a year. So uh, I got Carolina splitting the series with the Falcons. You can cut it whatever you want, but it puts them at seven and seven uh, up to this point in the season for me.
0: All right. Week 16. When I saw this come out, it got leaked by a Packers beat reporter that I follow on Twitter. And let's just say, I sat, I was, was in the morning, sitting in bed, and I was royally pissed for about an hour. Like, just fucking mad as hell over this game. <laughs> One, I wanted to go to it. I wanted to have a bunch of people from back home come down. Everyone knows I'm from Wisconsin. If you can't tell, just listen to my damn voice. Um, but... It's on Christmas Eve so I'm going to probably be back home. So I'm going to have to deal with all those shitheads back there. Not the cheese heads, the ch- the shitheads. Um and it's just awful timing and they always play Green Bay in December. I don't know what it is. Like the last like three or four games they played it's been in December. Christmas Eve game. Packers there's a lot of unknown. It's a lot. I mean obviously everything is banking off of what Jordan Love can do. I don't think he's that great up to this point. There, I mean, it's a very small sample size, but I don't think he's gonna be that good. Um, and that's kind of what I'm banking off of. And I think that is a massive transition going from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. And they lost some pieces. They lost Alan Lazard, Jerron Reed, um, trying to look at some of these other guys quickly here. Dean Lowry and other D linemen so they lost two big D linemen obviously they stacked they they went with those positions in the draft so they kind of recoup some of that um just draft picks it's this is a total Packers draft Lucas Vaness from Iowa I mean that's that's a Green Bay Packer written all over him like that they should have never taken I wouldn't have taken that guy I was razzing my buddies about it I would have went with JSN but Then they went with the tight end Luke Musgrave. I like that pick Jaden Reed. I like he's a wide receiver in the second round out of Michigan state, uh, Tucker craft. So they doubled up on tight ends and then it looks like, Oh, they went Sean Clifford. I didn't even know they went QB in the fifth round. I didn't know they drafted him, but again, that's kind of where they're at. I do think it's at home Christmas Eve. Carolina played Detroit really well last year in that environment. I think they can beat green Bay at home. If it was on the road, I think it might be a different story, but give me the week 16 victory.
1: Yeah. I don't care where it's at. It could be in green Bay. It could be in Carolina. It could be (laughs) uh, at the high school down the road. I think the Panthers are a better team. Uh, Amen. Without Rodgers, the Packers are going to struggle and they're going to see some struggle that the rest of the league has seen while they had two hall of fame quarterbacks in a row. So uh, I think that, uh, Carolina again, the better team. Carolina's going to win this game, uh, and I don't really i I feel more confident in the Green Bay game than a lot of other games on the schedule, uh, in my opinion. I think that again, Green Bay. Uh, we don't know what Jordan. I mean, Jordan Love could come out and be Patrick Mahomes, I guess. And if that were to happen, then obviously I wouldn't be as confident. But I don't. I don't believe in Jordan Love. Just like you don't. I don't think he's going to be a, a, an outstanding quarterback in this league. So. Uh, I I have Carolina winning it, putting them at eight and seven. Yeah, and
0: I I, I just I I mean, I think Bryce Young's a better quarterback, just like across Agreed. the board. And I remember I I told you this. I when Carolina drafted him, I texted my friends and said I think this is the first time I can comfortably say I think the Panthers have a better quarterback than the Packers, and it's been a long time been able to say that I mean they went from Brett Favre you mentioned it to Aaron Rodgers that is that never happened like that rarely happens for a franchise um I mean you can go maybe Joe Montana Steve Young I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that one's probably the one that the first one that comes to mind but it's rare that that happens so
1: yep.
0: um to strike gold three times is <laughs> that's that's a tough thing to do let's go to week 17 at Jacksonville You asked me a couple years ago, I would I would have not even thought twice about this pick, but Jacksonville is they're good now, yeah, they're a good team, and in it's gonna be hot. Well, I mean, it's I guess it'll be probably a January game around New Year's. I think it's a New Year's Eve, isn't it? New Year's December first, yeah. Um, so maybe not crazy hot there, um, but I think they're gonna lose this one. I think it's gonna be a tough one for them on the road against a team who made the playoffs last year who's probably going to i mean just continu- their stocks going to continue to rise just looking quickly at their free agents that they got they lost Marvin Jones, man hurts um Dan Arnold the trade the famous trade they got Josh Wells from the Bucks Dearness Johnson from the Browns um so not crazy signings Jacob Harris
1: yeah, you do have to remember though they're getting Calvin Ridley this season from that's the suspension. That's true. That's a that's a good and point. And they have uh, uh, the tight end Evan Ingram, who's really good, and then obviously the uh, Christian Kirk. So I mean, they're going to have a really talented and then Travis Etienne. And I think they either drafted or signed a running back in free agency to assist. Yeah, with a draft Etienne. they got.
0: Breton Strange, second round. They got Tank Bigsby in the third round. Okay. Yeah. So That's the uh, back.
1: I I think that Jacksonville is one of the better teams in the whole league. I think Trevor Lawrence is a legit quarterback. Uh I think he's gonna be a top five perennial top five quarterback in this league for a lot of years to come. Uh this is a team that I think they were down twenty eight nothing in their first playoff game and they came back and won it. Versus uh I don't remember the team they were playing, but oh, the Chargers versus the Chargers. And, Damn
0: Chargers! <laughs> yeah, the Chargers
1: charged, and uh, I, you know I just think that this is right now. I think Jacksonville's a better team than Carolina, and we'll see how Bryce Young performs and if he's able to play up to Trevor Lawrence's ability, which I think Bryce Young definitely has a chance to be that good, but uh, it's still to be seen. So uh, I got them losing at Jacksonville versus a very good Jaguars team, putting putting them at eight and eight. Why don't you
0: kick off the last one then? What
1: do you got? Yeah, the last one that we've both, we both are have already announced our picks for this one. It's uh, versus Tampa Bay, the worst team in the division, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I don't know how you can be a Bucs fan and look in the mirror and think that your team is going to be good. You're just lying to yourself. Uh, you can, you can, you got a bad coach. You got a bad hit, You got a bad uh, quarterback. You got no defense. Uh, who's their running back? They lost Fournette, right? I mean,
0: I'll uh, oh, look here. I that's the one team I didn't have pulled up. Give me one second. I, I mean, can't my look God, look I,
1: they're they're obviously tanking for Caleb Williams. I mean, that's
0: yeah, it. I pray they don't get him, man. I'm, yeah, same. I will be pissed. I don't want that do. guy in
1: my division or Drake May. I don't want either of those guys in my division. But, um, uh, I mean, the Bucks are just a bad team, and you know, I'll I'll say that to any Bucks face fans' face. I mean, I was sitting beside him at the draft and was yelling Baker Mayfield at him all night long, and uh, they did not like me very much, but. Uh yeah, I, I think Carolina wins this, putting their official record for, for my prediction as it stands right now at nine and eight for the season. Uh I could see them going ten and seven if they were to like sweep the Falcons. Uh I think that's a possibility. But I think nine and eight is a realistic uh chance or a realistic record for this team. Uh in this chase season, Edmonds
0: sure. they got at running back.
1: Yeah, that's absolute <laughs> dog shit. So uh nine and eight, the Panthers will absolutely sweep the Bucks both times. I don't think the games will be close either time uh, because the Bucs are, again, one of the worst teams in the league. So, wait, what so. do you have their record at? Nine and eight. What? Okay, we didn't even – we did
0: not have this – we didn't talk about this before we got on here. I got nine
1: and eight, too. Uh, you think that's enough to win the division? I do. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it depends. I haven't even looked at the Saints schedule. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but um, – it does depend on what the Saints do because I think they're the second best team or maybe the first best team in, uh, in the division and um, it, you know, it's going to depend on if Carolina can split or if Carolina can sweep them. Then I think that will go a long way. But uh, I think that Carolina is the most talented roster in the division. Um, just you know, we'll see what happens year one under Frank Reich, Bryce Young's first year in the NFL uh you know a lot uh, we all we all know a new offensive coordinator new offense being implemented in carolina uh new defense i mean there's a lot of changes in carolina it just really depends on how you know those those changes take place and and how well they transition i do think that carolina better coaching staff better roster uh probably a better quarterback uh you know we can't say for certain at this point but probably a better quarterback so i think that carolina is the on paper best team in the division, but again, we have to see that play out. And I can't say for certain that the saints are going to be bad uh, because like we mentioned it earlier, they do have a talented, a talented team as well. So uh, I think the Falcons are going to be behind whoever's in second Uh, Falcons finished third and bucks finished last. But uh, I do think that nine and eight is possibly enough to win the division.
0: Yeah, I I was kind of back and forth with it. I think, it could be, and I also think I could see the Saints like ten and seven or whatever the yeah ten and seven. I don't. I think it'd be hard to say two teams would come out of Annecy South because everyone projected it to be so damn bad. Um, but I mean, you never know. You really don't. But I no, think I no think quick. they'll be scratching playoffs for sure.
1: So they open versus Tennessee. I think that they can win that one. Then at Carolina, we both, I had them winning. I had the Carolina winning. You had Carolina losing. Then they go at Green Bay. I think they win. Versus Tampa, they win. At New England, I think New England could win that game. At Houston, I think that Saints win. Versus Jacksonville, I think that Jackson, the Jags win. At Colts versus Chicago, I think that the Saints can win both of those games. Easy at Minnesota. I think Minnesota. We got a in. pretty
0: favorable schedule. It yeah. sounds like.
1: Oh, well, they got the Giants towards the end of the year. They got the Rams towards the end of the year. Uh, they got Detroit. Yeah. Um, oh, last so their of the tail
0: season. end is kind of
1: last game of the season versus Atlanta. So that could be a pretty important game. Yeah. For them. and we got Bucks last game of the season. So that's that's good for us.
0: <laughs> What's your biggest concern if you had to pick one? On this team, offense or defensive side of the ball. and wow. i while while you're thinking, i I might be crazy saying this i'm I am actually concerned with more of the defense and the and I'll say, and I'll s- phrase it this way is for the unknown. I don't know what to expect. You can kind of look at Denver's defense and look at the success they had. But I don't know what that is going to look like in Carolina with the 3-4. And that unknown, I, I have a good feeling. I think we know what we're going to get out of Bryce Young. And I think he's going to be a pretty damn good quarterback. And my concern is what they're going to do at you know opposite Burns. If any one of those corners go down, where are they going to go with that? Um, obviously, we don't know where Jeremy Chin's going to slide in. It sounds like he's going to be kind of all over the place. But again, I that there is some concern there and I don't want to, s- I know people are going to probably rip me on that for saying the defense, but there's just so un- there's so much unknown um, as far as how that defense is going to work and some of the pieces they have.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I think that the defense is definitely, uh, I mean, there is some concern there who the hell is going to be rushing the quarterback opposite Brian Burns. I mean, it sounded like uh Avera wasn't very confident, a bunch of guys scratching and clawing. Um, opposite of Brian Burns doesn't really sound like a vote of confidence in my opinion so I you know I think there is definitely some concern there a very thin cornerback room I wanted them to go corner early in the draft and they didn't Um, and then just a lot of changes Uh, but I think that we all I think in the back of our minds and really deep down we 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 know that there is an inherent risk for Bryce Young uh, being his size and and transitioning into the NFL. Um, I do think that, you know, there is going to be a, I don't know if it's a learning curve, but there's going to be, you know, he's going to get hit. And and we hope that he gets back up. And I'm not saying that just because he's small, that he is inherently at risk higher than somebody else, because I think that anybody's one hit away from getting hurt, but you do have to take that into consideration and, and, you know, linemen defensive linemen are bigger in the NFL. They just, that just happens. And I think that that's, you know, a risk that Carolina is going to have to hopefully only for the first couple of years deal with because I think Bryce Young is, st- he's still, he's what, 22? He's going to grow. He's going to put on mass. He's going to uh, maybe not grow height wise, but he's going to, you know, encompass a little bit more mass in the NFL and the diet regiment and the workout regiment in the NFL. Uh, although Alabama's pretty damn close to, as you can get to the NFL. Uh, but But yeah, uh, I think that that risk, weighing that versus uh, also with the defense, uh, like you mentioned, my biggest concern is the corner back room, um, if there's an injury, and then opposite Brian Burns. But I think those concerns are a lot different from the concerns that we typically have from Carolina going into a season. So uh, we are definitely taking a step towards being a competent franchise again, we have one of the best coaching staffs in the league. I wholeheartedly believe that top to bottom. I mean, you got, you got hitters everywhere on this coaching staff. And I think that they could coach a potato to rush the quarterback. So uh, maybe they do. Maybe they did strike goal with DJ Johnson, uh, the pick that everybody was upset with. And, or maybe Marquis Haynes figures it out or, or maybe Yitor Gross Matos figures it out. But uh, I, I do have my concerns, but, I am way more optimistic this year than I ever have been. Well, not ever. I'm way more optimistic this year than I have been in a long time in Carolina. And I really, my my optimism at this point is heavily outweighing any concerns that I have.
0: Yeah. And it's a good point. I mean, a Evero is one of the most, you know, highly touted defense corners out there. He's, he interviewed for a couple of head coaching jobs last year. So You got to trust what they've hired um, because it is a pretty elite coaching staff. You ask anyone in the league and they'll tell you that. So, again, trust is in your hands. It's just there is a lot of unknown, and we will get to see that, I guess, as we get into training camp and preseason. Um, Offensively, I think the biggest thing for me is – you talked about Bryce a little bit – but. Who's going to rise to the top at number one wide receiver? Because they're going to need someone to step up in that role. And whether that's Terrace Marshall or Adam Thielen or any other one of the other guys, um, someone is going to need to take that. And I do think it's going to be Terrace. I think he's going to have a pretty big year this year. But um, they're going to need someone to do that because teams are going to have number one corners that lock down that guy. And you need a guy that can you know kind of get through that. And, um, be a, a, val- a, a viable weapon for Bryce Young in the passing game. So that's just another thing to talk about. Why don't we just touch on your just mini camp? I know there wasn't a ton that we could really see. They showed a couple highlights to show it. It's good to see Bryce Young working with Jonathan Mingo, both kind of coming up together. Zavala was out there as well. Um, Biggest thing for me, Bryce, and I don't know if you listen to Frank Reich's presser during minicamp, but, I mean, he had glowing, glowing reviews for Bryce Young. Like, I I think one of his quotes was, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but he did everything right, basically. That was basically the quote. So, that's really good to see. It sounds like Bryce is already, I think he said he already has, like, a command, whether that's in the huddle or of of the offense itself. But it sounds like they're kind of making things, you know, kind of simpler and things um, for a rookie and for the transition. But I don't think they're going to have to do that for very long because I think he's really intelligent. And that's a really, you know, big perk of his, uh, a really good trait. Maybe is a better word for it. um, Bryce Young's coming out of college. But that was like probably the biggest thing I took away is, (laughs) I mean, Frank Reich was – he was giddy talking. Yeah, about yeah.
1: That. I mean, he, he was glowing about Bryce Young. And I, you know, I would expect him to be with Bryce being the number one overall pick and then trading all the capital they did to move up and get him. I hope Frank wouldn't come out and say, man, he look like shit. And, <laughs> and OTAs, I I hope he, or rookie minicamp. I hope he improves getting close to the start of the season. But yeah, I mean, it, it was good to just see the little snippets here and there of Bryce throwing the ball. And, uh, you know, I, from all of the reports we saw of, you know uh, of the try, the tryouts and uh Mingo and and all of those that Bryce Young really was in command and really I mean he he looked good and hopefully you know this is a good step in the right direction to a successful career for Bryce Young and uh of course you got the picture of him behind the offensive line oh my god he's so small He looks like a middle schooler blah 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 all that shit online but uh He, I think he feeds off of that. I think he's kind of like a, like a silent killer, like like Michael Jordan or like Kobe was. Like, yeah, like Bryce Young isn't going to be talking a lot of shit, but I think he hears people, and I think that he, and and that's I think that's partially what drives him to be so great. I know he he won't ever say that, but I think that he really enjoys, well, not enjoy, but he feeds off of of that criticism of his size and and really likes to go out on the field and and perform and show people otherwise that his size is not a factor. Um, But uh, again, look good. uh, And let's just, uh, let's continue to take those steps in the right direction to, to a successful season and career for Bryce Young.
0: Yeah. I mean, I see the jokes. It's, I mean, they're going to keep coming. It's annoying as hell.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: I knew it was coming. I knew it would happen. And we might as well talk about Chicago fans for a second because I mean they have been all over Panthers Twitter lately, which is good. I mean it's finally Panthers fans going after opposing teams and not at each other for once. But Bears fans are talking shit, and they haven't done anything since 1985. I think that's when they won the Super Bowl.
1: Hey Curtis, how many four thousand yard passers <laughs> do the Bears have? In they in have none. The n- none. Yeah. Zero. So, don't talk quarterbacks. Don't talk quarterbacks with a Chicago Bears fan because they don't have a clue what a good one looks like. I, you know, I, the Bears fans thinking Carolina is going to have the first pick again. I, I need an IQ test done immediately on all, all Bears fans because I'm if not sure Matt if,
0: Rule can't get the Panthers a first round pick, there is no coach in hell. Yeah, to do first it overall. There. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
1: agreed. I mean, there's there's zero chance Carolina. Zero. Ne- There's negative chance Carolina gets the number one overall pick next season. I don't care if it's Andy Dalton or Matt Corral play quarterback. They're not. They're not the worst team in the league. They they have a very talented roster. Even outside of the number one overall pick, Bryce Young at quarterback. Oh well, yeah, they
0: finished seven and ten last year with. Um, seriously, I I said it online. A charcuterie board of quarterbacks. It's like a different QB every other week. It seemed like late in the season and. Seven and 10. I mean, they were playing team stuff and they almost made it into the playoffs. Yep. Meanwhile, the Bears flirted with the number one overall pick with Justin Fields. So, I mean, I get it. They want to talk shit about the trade and whatever else, but let's see a play out and let's see what happens. And I think they're going to regret passing on Bryce Young, but I do think Justin Fields can be a good quarterback if they do surround him and put him in the right situation. So, I do think they got a good one there. And we both agree on that. But, Uh, I just wanted to mention them because I know they've been all over in that game. I kind of wish it was in Carolina because I'm probably not going to go to that game in Chicago, but that would be a fun one to go to because there's going to be a lot of shit talking when it comes to that game. So um, there was one other thing I wanted to mention about mini camp, man, trying to think off the top. Oh, I wanted to get your take on this. So Frank Reich said to start OTAs, Bryce Young is going to be the two Andy Dalton is the starter and then obviously with Bryce Young being a rookie he's going to get some first team reps and he's going to get a lot of reps because he's a rookie do you think that is they want him to earn it or do you think that's more of a formality of you know that's what they just got to say right now and it's going to be Bryce Young no matter what but what what do you think of that?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a formality. I mean, of course, they don't want – I mean, at the end of the day, it's a team, and players earn their spots. And, uh, you know, I think that a rookie coming in and being appointed starter right away without playing a down on football in the NFL could, you know, not look great in, in a locker room. And uh, I'm sure the players in Carolina understand that Bryce Young, you know, you know, is the quarterback and he's going to be the starter. But – uh, I think that allowing him the chance to earn that respect, like Bryce Young even mentioned um, on draft night, that he wants to earn the respect of his teammates, and uh, and giving him that opportunity to do so, is more of a formality than anything. Look, I mean, they didn't trade all all of what they did away to start Andy Dalton week one in Carolina. They took Bryce Young. He's he was the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft. He the highest processing score ever on the S2 test. He's one of the highest IQs ever quarterback wise. I mean, Frank Reich mentioned that he's on the same level as Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning. Uh, He's not going to have any issues processing the offense at all. He's going to be ready. Uh, I think really just physically, um, is he there? And I think he will be. So I think uh, Bryce Young's your starter week one. And if he's not, I will be, Shocked. I would be. I mean, my mind would be blown if he's not week one starter, unless of an injury or something crazy like that happening. But if if he's healthy, he's the starter week one, no
0: doubt. Yeah. No. No bad mojo there. But yeah, I totally agree with you. It's he's he's a week one starter, no doubt in my mind that that is happening. I think I would say probably by the second preseason game, maybe the first preseason game. He'll probably be named by that point. I would think. Um, but yeah, you I want think, to,
1: do you want to see him in a preseason game?
0: I think you have to, he's a rookie. You have to.
1: Well, we saw what happened on Matt Corral last season as a rookie.
0: Yeah, I get that. But I mean, look at Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know for sure, but I'm sure he played preseason games. I'm sure Trevor Lawrence did as well. I've, I would. I'd, I'd be would,
1: interesting. I'd be interested to see what Frank Reich has done his past two, three years. In well, it's tough
0: because he hasn't really had rookies like high end rookies coming in. You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess Sam Ellinger. Um, but, but still, with a starter though, was, I,
1: I would just like with with wins. Oh, and, with a starter. Yeah. I got
0: what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I think with Bryce Young, you got to get game reps. I mean, it's the transition from college to NFL is tough for anyone. I mean, look at Lawrence and. Joe Burrow, I mean, Joe Burrow wasn't coming out fucking slinging everything all over. I mean, it took him a little bit, too. So I feel like that transition, the game reps are going to be needed. And Matt Corral, that was a freak injury. Um, I mean, that can happen any fucking Sunday. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I feel like if it was me, he'd be playing in preseason. I don't know about them all, but he, sh- he should be playing. He needs, he needs the reps. Let's talk about... OTAs a little bit here again. This, I don't know about you, but I feel like OTAs has been pretty closed door. Like they have not letting anything out. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed that at all, but they've been in OTAs a couple days now. And I guess they posted some stuff on Instagram, but there has not been a lot socially online about it. So I think that's kind of interesting. Um, And again, maybe I know the first couple, I know the first day was a walkthrough, so there's not too much to show, but um, you mentioned the comment before, so I won't really get into it, but Evero, I thought what he said about opposite Brian Burns was pretty telling. I know people were freaking out about the Jeremy Chin stuff where he's kind of keeping it hush hush of what they want to do with him, but he clearly thinks he's a weapon and wants him on the field and they better use him. And that's kind of what he said. So I'm not reading too much into that. I think, I think Jeremy Chin is going to be a vital part of the defense, and he's too good not to be. Uh, they just got to use him right.
1: Yeah, and they're they're going to get him back into position where he thrived in the first place. Was up by the line of scrimmage. You know, I think Everett has made that clear since he got here. You know, he's going to put players in a position for them to succeed and not force them to to fit. Uh, you know, a, a certain hole in the team that where the team needs him. I think that he's going to put each player in a position to let them succeed. So um, and for Jeremy Chin, we all know that is by the line of scrimmage. And he definitely fell off last season. Not great, not great in coverage. Uh, I don't think anybody is going to argue that, but definitely makes a difference up by the line of scrimmage and that kind of a hybrid linebacker role. And uh, I'm excited to see him back in that position. But yeah, not a whole lot for me for me to add on the OTAs, it has been pretty closed door and hopefully we get some more, you know, content and information uh, out soon.
0: One other thing I want to mention, Thomas Brown had his interview this week. Just something I thought was interesting because this is really the first time we've heard from Brown since pre-draft and really pre-pro days and all that. And he talked, they asked him about Bryce Young's size and he said, Bryce Young size was never a concern for him. He looked at his tape, he or he valued the tape more, and obviously the player he was and what he did on tape. So, I thought that was interesting because everything has been so. I mean, everything has been so heightened. Heightened. There you go. There's a pun heightened by uh, Bryce Young size, but, um, yeah. I mean i I think. At least for me, I think you could tell by his Thomas Brown's demeanor. He he seemed like a Bryce Young guy in the pro day. I mean, I thought I, I, a lot of people on Twitter at least were talking about it and picking up yeah. on just his facial expressions during Bryce Young's pro day. So that's interesting. Uh, we'll just really quick touch on these guys. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say, but I'll just list them because these are a couple signings they made pre after the mini camp. A um, couple XFL guys they got, three XFL players, linebacker Jordan Thomas, he also worked out as a tight end, wide receiver Gary Jennings, and then defensive end Antoine Jackson, they also signed, I think, three other players, uh, Marquez Stevenson, He was uh, he was a Buffalo Bill prior to coming to Carolina, they also got Vernon Scott, he was with the Packers the last three seasons, and then BJ Wilson, which is a really interesting player. Um, six foot six, 337 pounds. The guy's a tackle, an <laughs> offensive tackle. I mean, that is fucking massive. Yeah, that's a big dude. Um, he is coming off of a torn Achilles. But I want to say, see if I can search this like really fast. But I want to say, this guy, his contract is like, it's like a pretty lengthy contract.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's three years. I think there's yeah. a three year contract. I didn't know
0: if I, I didn't know if I, could, yeah. I, that was correct or not, but I was like, whoa. yeah, so so, I think it's a three year contract, which is kind of crazy.
1: Which yeah, it's probably not anything if they wanted it. It's yeah, not it's, guaranteed. to I'm sure they could cut them. It's a thing very low,
0: too. but yeah, it's a three year um, deal.
1: But yeah, I, I don't really know a whole lot about those guys. Uh, Gary Jennings I'm familiar with just because he was, went to WU and played versus my college, uh, and I think he played for the Seahawks last season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but or uh maybe two seasons ago. And um a decent decent player. I don't know if any of these guys are gonna make the final roster, but no probably yeah, practice squad. Yeah, just 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 bodies for, for uh um off season and and then yeah, practice squad guys for sure.
0: So if you had to predict by training camp, do you think they
1: add an edge rusher? Yes. Absolutely, and it's going to be either Jadavion Clowney, Leonard Floyd, or Yannick Ngakwe. It's going to be one of the three players.
0: Yeah, I I think they will too. I think I think it would be Ngakwe if I had to guess on any of them, just with his familiarity. With I think Blank, Floyd.
1: Blank. I think Floyd fits more of the three four uh, that they're in that they're looking for. Ngakwe is more of a uh, he's a, a not as big. Um, can't really set the edge great and run in, in the, in rusty fence. And I think that uh, Floyd fits that mold a little bit better, Uh, but I I could see a being the, the signing because of like you mentioned the familiarity with Frank Reich and the, the, and the defensive line coach, uh, Todd Wash.
0: I just want to give a shout out because we do, we don't mention some of the guys on the team. I get it. YGM's different story, but Marquise Haynes, I remember putting out a tweet a couple of weeks ago about the, the sack production of the two guys we just mentioned and the free agents. And then both of the Panthers edge rushers opposite Burns the last two years and compared them. And I think it was like nine and eight, the last two years between Floyd and Yannick. And then it was like five and six or seven combined with YGM and Marquis Sains and Marquis Sains last year, I want to say he had – just look this up real quick here. I want to say he had four or five sacks last year, and I think it was five. And he – only yeah, it was five sacks last year. But he only played, like, a very small percentage of snaps. So if he was full-time, his numbers might be up there. So I think he really deserves a shot. And if they don't go that route, I really hope he gets a pretty big opportunity. Because he had some promising numbers last year for the limited amount of snaps he had um, at that edge position. Because Carolina did more of a rotational under Wilkes that second half of the season last year. Um, so that that would be something I'm pulling for. And I know it's been mentioned and I've seen as well. So just something to look at. Um as far as someone opposite Burns for the upcoming season. Well, we just want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap podcast. You can catch our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always...